about at the bottom of the hour the impact of uh, of this law on employers small and large and what they have to do with the official employer report and how that is um touched by this and now uh, the center for medicare medicaid service they already created about seven different agencies under the Internal Revenue Service to implement and oversee the Affordable Care Act. Now CMS, Center for Medicare Medicaid Services, is on the watch, I suppose, of keeping things um, accounted for with these subsidies. Remember, this is a trillion-dollar piece of legislation. But the interesting twist and according to the American ta- for Tax Reform. The CMS reti- relied entirely on data from health insurers to verify uh, w- whether folks had in, had paid their, their premiums and were actually eligible for subsidies. Um, but, of course, unfortunately and obviously, the data was not correct. And... Surprise, surprise, CMS has not even yet established a computer system to enable marketplaces to share confidential enrollment data data and all of these things. So they haven't even built the infrastructure to oversee it, and they're just relying on insurance companies uh, to tell them whether or not this is correct or not, and nothing against insurance companies. I think they're great. Yeah, and they play a valuable thing in the marketplace. But do you think some of them could maybe just not really try or whatever? Because after all, they are getting subsidies from the government. And remember, if you qualify for a subsidy under healthcare.gov, and by the way, you've got till the end of the month to make that happen, and I, and I can help you with it if you want. Uh, just go to edbellisinc.com and shoot me a message. But they have till the end of the month. And we found that according to 2015 data, eight out of 10 people qualified for a subsidy through through healthcare.gov. And so what that means is American taxpayers, i.e. the federal government, is paying these insurance companies directly for a, those 80% of people that are, are qualifying. So, so that means your premium, maybe it was $400, but you qualify for a subsidy and your premium is now $100. You're paying that 100. The federal government is paying 300 directly to the insurance company, and you're not seeing it. The problem is they don't have a system in place to oversee whether or not that is right. I mean, there there probably are people that are are, are making fraudulent use of the system, because there are, certainly are people in Medicare, such as 50 billion dollars a year in Medicare fraud. So. They're relying on them to just uh, kind of tell them what it is, but it doesn't even matter what to tell them what it is because they uh, don't have a computer system set up to to oversee it. It sounds like um, our federal government at work, and that's um, kind of the question that, that I'm going to pose this week and others. Uh, is the government um, <laughs> really the most reliable source of our of our um and mr producer is totally shaking his head 
uh, are, are they uh, responsible enough to be able to pull this monumental thing off? 402-342-1290. Hey, when we come back, I have a fabulous guest for you. We're going to uh, been talking about uh, how to be a smart healthcare consumer, especially as high deductibles are, are coming. Uh, a great thought leader in the industry joins me next. Uh, Catherine Woodfield, author of Don't Buy That Health Insurance here on America's Healthcare Challenge. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. He knew exactly what to do. Not I had no clue what I was doing. We set up the rocket. We set up the rocket. Hit ignition. Hit ignition. And then... And then nothing. <laughs> Sometimes I laugh when I'm frustrated. Then out of nowhere, the rocket launched into the air. The rocket did get into the air. I've never seen anything fly so high. And then crashed into a kite. Look out! Look out! And then the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. McGuire. Joining me this segment, author of Don't Buy That Health Insurance, Become an Educated Health Care Consumer, Catherine Woodfield. How you doing? Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Sean. I'm enjoying it. Good. So let's talk about, we, we had a discussion this week about well, how we stack up to other nations. And if you've ever... Read, had the opportunity to read uh, T.R. Reed's book uh, called The Healing of America. Have you read that? Where he I compa- haven't, but I spend a lot of time working with the World Health Organization, and uh, I pull a lot of fascinating data off of that, out of that uh, database. And what do you find? We're not well, doing too good, are we? Um, the World Health Organization did an analysis of all the developed nations in terms of not just access to health care, but also affordability of health care and how health care was delivered. And the United States ranked 37th in the world in terms of access to health care and affordability of health care. 
a lot of people argued about the parameters that were used. So in 2010, the uh, World Health Organization again did an analysis comparing how the overall health is of a nation's population and the degree to which both the economically advantaged and the disadvantaged had access to health care and how healthy they were. And what they, what they realized out of the 11 nations that were evaluated is that, once again, the United States came in 11th on every single parameter. In fact, we spend the most money on every health, in every health care parameter that was analyzed, and we have the worst outcomes in every health care parameter that was analyzed. You mentioned access and affordability, and I, I question whether or not that's going to be solved by this law. What do you think? Because, I mean, I think you access know, is going to be harder to get for some. I think there'll be a bubble where people who buy into the health care system and haven't used health care, you know, haven't had formal access to health care for seven or eight years or for a window of time, and their knees have been bothering them or their shoulders have been bothering them. I think there'll be a bubble where there is increased usage. But also the way this law is designed, consumers have more skin in the game. There's going to be higher deductibles on all of us. So we're going to be thinking about how we spend our money because it's our money. And we're going to be thinking about, do I want to pay $35 to go to a walk-in care facility to get what I know is my daughter's ear infection diagnosed and a prescription through like a walk-in pharmacy that's got a nurse practitioner in it? Or do I want to spend $75 and go to my pediatrician to get the exact same prescription? It's my money. So we're going to start approaching our health care choices a little bit differently as well. So I do think there'll be a bubble of increased usage, but I, I, you know, I, I think the bubble will sort itself out within a few months. Yeah, I think I wouldn't. I think carriers are probably budgeting for that as well, at least for the first few months of the year. Yeah, it's going to be a little. If you know you need to have knee surgery, I wouldn't wait till January. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little busy in January. No, and I think that's where the private marketplace is going to have to, through innovative means, come up with ways to handle this problem, whether it be direct primary care, which is kind of a neat kind of concept or concierge medicine, things like that, because... You know, it may be for a few months that the insurance companies are out of pocket a little bit. I spend a fair amount of time having expenses that need to be paid before the money is earned, too. I think the insurance companies, with all of their employees, with all of their fancy degrees, will be able to figure out how to manage this. I'm not going to worry about them until they come to the federal government asking for a bailout. Do you think healthcare could bankrupt our country like Detroit? Nope, not at all. Detroit isn't being bankrupted by the health care. It's being bankrupted by the promises that it made to its employees and the, the juxtaposition of the fact that so many companies have left that city that there isn't enough income to, to, to honor the promises made to retire, retirees, that it's not a health care issue. I, I really don't think that's the case. I mean, I'm not an expert, but right. health care... Well, you know, look, I look at other countries, Australia. Australia ranks number 17 in the world, and they have a dual system of public and private health insurance. The wealthier individuals are encouraged to use the private system. If they choose to use the public system, a 1% penalty is imposed upon them. Another company, Germany, has the world's oldest universal health care system, and 90% of the 
citizens use the public system. Only 10% of the Germans use a private health care system. So they've figured out how to make this work. And their economy is, is definitely a benchmark economy. Yeah, but the thing is their economies are like the size of our states. Well, That's and, why it's and so hard for us have, to compare you know, against States others. The United States has unique situations and unique problems. But what we have, when I look at you know, 10 different developed nations, we have systems that, that you know, Belgium, they have mandatory mixed public and private health care systems. Switzerland has mandatory, and every, insu- every uh, citizen has to buy a form of health insurance. The Netherlands, mandatory insurance. Japan, mandatory insurance. So we're not doing anything that isn't done in the developed world. What I feel is a bit of a shame is that we have all of these operating systems that are that are ranked. I mean, Switzerland is ranked number two. Japan is ranked 13. We have all of these perfectly good examples to learn from, to evaluate, to study. And then our system is broken, but it's not broken because we're trying to bring our health care up to a level equal to the rest of the developed world. Our system is broken because our Congress and our they can't they can't agree on on you know whether or not they should be in the same room. I mean, just because a bill comes through the Senate, it has to be stopped by the House. That's the part of the system that's broken. Well, do you know what the House calls the Senate? <laughs> the place where all good things go to die. That's it. I mean, that's the part that's really broken in my mind. Bringing our health care, bringing access to health care, it to the population is the responsibility of a civilized nation. Well, I think it's also the responsibility of individuals to educate themselves and become, you know, more informed on this issue. What's a couple things that you think a consumer needs to know going into 2014, Catherine? So the first thing I think a consumer needs to know is that don't fall for the bells and whistles. Bells and whistles, low, low co-pays are going to cost you more in the, in the long run. Your number one thing to shop for is a low out-of-pocket premium because no matter what, you're going to pay that premium every single month. You want to keep that number as low as possible. The second thing you want to look for is your maximum out-of-pocket Exposure. And that number sometimes is hard to find in the policies. Hopefully, it'll be more easy to find. So in it would the be your deductible policies. plus your co. It's to the deductible. You would add that up, right? So and right, then, it's the deductible, and then any co-insurance. Like we know so they would pay. Is the first money spent, mm-hmm. and then would they? And then the next money spent is usually, you know, if you have a two thousand dollar deductible, it's usually another two thousand dollars that you contribute by co-pays, by prescription refills, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and then you, you want hit... to keep your maximum out of pocket as low as possible. So, for an individual, I think the law says it's four thousand dollars is your maximum out of pocket within the healthcare exchange. And for a family which is two heads or greater, it's it's double that. So it's a four thousand dollar deductible, right? Because it's two people and an eight thousand dollar maximum out of pocket. So eight thousand dollars hurts a family but it won't bankrupt them. No. So if you're diagnosed with cancer and you incur, the law says it's an uncapped amount. So you can incur $2 million, $3 million, $4 million worth of expenses. What is your maximum responsibility to managing your medical expenses? Yeah. And, and that's the number that you want to keep as low as possible. So you want the premium as low as possible. 
and you want to keep that maximum exposure, that maximum out-of-pocket, as low as possible. Those two numbers are the, are the most important numbers in your plan. After that, you want to choose a plan that gives you access to a high deductible savings account. So it has to be qualified. It has to give you the key that unlocks your access to a special pre-tax savings account so that when you are spending money visiting doctors and dentists and so forth, you have access to pre-tax dollars. Yeah. We need to keep, keep, we need to improve upon that, I think. Improve. HSAs, getting more people opportunities to use pre-tax dollars to pay for medical expenses. You're absolutely right. I mean, the plans that are sold that do not have access to HSAs means that they don't have, if they have a high deductible but they don't have HSAs, that means they don't comply with the federal guidelines of having, you know, you have to cover this and you can't cover that. So if an HSA is kind of like the closest of qualified plan, a plan that's qualified for HSAs has met certain government requirements. So those three letters let you know that the government has set minimums and specific standards, and that insurance plan meets those minimums and those specific standards. Final question, uh, Catherine. You work with small businesses out there. What What is one thing small businesses need to know and need to be doing to prepare? If you have low-wage employees, um, if you have people who earn an hourly wage of 11 or $12, if you're a small business with low wages, you need to give your employees access and encourage them to get to these exchanges because the federal exchanges are going to give these people subsidy and access to health care, and anybody who is on the federal exchange is a valid waiver. So next year when the mandatory employer plan comes into effect, all those low-wage people will be off of your census. Hey, when we come back, we're going to have more with um, what businesses need to do. We talked about just on that last question what small businesses need to do. What about mid-sized businesses and larger employers? Oh, and how is EACA impacting small businesses? Uh, all of that, uh, when we come back here on America's Healthcare Challenge, we're going to react to that interview with Catherine, which was obviously very, very thought-provoking. And then we're going to uh, discuss... Um, this issue of what businesses need to be doing to prepare themselves. 402-342-1290 is our number, and we'll be right back. Are you feeling they say every business should have an elevator pitch. Is your child or Here's teenager ours. acting? We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in health care reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. 
Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to the show. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to inform yourself. I uh, promise to do my best to make it worth your while. Coming up next segment, Mr. Producer and I, Mr. Producer Matt, who's uh, very passionate about uh, this issue, and I are going to have a a discussion of of our thoughts. But first I wanted to um, just touch on a little bit of that last point of our interview with Catherine, uh, especially as she was talking about what it means for small businesses. And now... We've got um, to talk about what this means for midsize and and larger businesses. And I had two speaking engagements this week. Uh, if you would like me to come speak to your group, uh, maybe you're in a um, uh, an association, uh, a group of uh, networking for business owners, or other things. Uh, I love to come speak and share this message message uh, with. Uh, your group and others if you're interested in hearing it and um the message that i i've been sharing this year i I, every year i come up with a new powerpoint and so it was kind of nice to uh, be uh out there and uh, get some feedback on my new powerpoint but it's um what this means to businesses and i'm giving this uh, presentation as uh the 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 ceo of uh, ed bellis which is the organization that I founded nearly five years ago uh, here in Omaha, but we're a national uh, consulting agency, and through our uh, national strategic alliances, I believe uh, we're different than everybody out here. And uh, we, I talk about how we operate, which is uh, everybody that we work with, whether they're the smallest business or an individual or a large company, we, we collect the necessary data that we need, we analyze it, and then we make our recommendations and present them present it to them. And then we work to help execute and measure those recommendations over time. And we also uh, have an interesting um, resource for, for folks that uh, might be, be needing it, and that is because the daily tasks of an HR department right now can be an, an assuming and an all-encompassing challenge. And 
I'm proud to say, uh, and you've heard these folks uh, on this program many times during season three, the folks at Simplify HR Solutions in Columbus, Ohio, I think are, are some of the smartest and best in the business. And they can help eliminate some of these administrative burdens that are now coming down the pike as a result of all of these federal compliance laws, such as onboarding and offboarding, workman's comp, and other things. And there's a lot of benefits to doing that. And it really can help reduce liability uh, because today's HR world is driven by compliance. And I'm talking about I-9 form uh, verification or violations. Uh, Disney had over a million dollars in I-9 violations. Uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, I don't shop there because I'm not a D-bag. Uh, but they do uh, did have $1.2 million in I-9 violations. Challenges with an employee handbook. All, all of these things are just completely hammering small businesses. And I haven't even got into the Affordable Care Act, which I will in a second. But one of the things that, that we can do to help businesses is our, our human resources or, or our um, compliance audit shield that can be performed every year, an audit shield, which is to designed and, and conducted to ensure compliance with federal, state, and local regulations, including those with the Department of Labor, um, other laws such as the Americans with Disability Act, Fair Labor Standards Act, FLSA, Fair Credit Reporting Act, Family Medical Leave Act, etc., etc. All All of these things can be uh, you can be um, have the assurance that they're going to be okay through this this compliance shield, and you also have access through Bellis to four senior executives with over 120 years combined experience who actually understand your business, any business, literally, because they're that smart, how the marketplace works, and they can do really smart things that you might not have thought of. For example, recently uh, there was going to be a bit, an acquisition within a business and they never realized a potential liability that they had and, and, and that could have caused them a lot of things as a result of it. Also have access uh, to issues with unemployment issues, workman's comp, and other things. Now, on to the IRS care, which... I thought it was interesting. I found this chart. It was in the Washington Examiner. And it's all of the different agencies under the Internal Revenue Service Affordable Care Act Executive Steering Committee. We have the Modernization and Information Technology Service Team, the Service and Enforcement Program Management Offices Team, the Health Council Program Management Offices Teams, and then under them, this looks like a spider web, individual functional executive steering committee, small business functional executive steering committee. So I'm assuming that's how they're going to police. So these executive steering committees are, are, are the people in charge of going after you. Large industry functional executive steering committee, tax exempt. See, they're even going after tax exempt people. And then finally, the services and enforcement exchange working teams. I don't even know what that means, 
but that's uh, that's from the IRS, and that's just because the IRS verifies individual mandate, and they developed a whole new software just for ACA enforcement. And so I'm not sure if businesses are really prepared. I don't think they want to hear about it. I don't think they care. They should care because they're going to have to document to the government coverage for each and every employee and if they self-insure their dependents month-by-month record to the IRS showing that they offered affordable coverage to their full-time employees. Handling mid-year transitional relief if needed. Offering, if they have more than 50 employees that work 30 hours a week on average. Now there's a little formula that you can go through. They have to offer them an affordable and acceptable health insurance plan that meets the standards of the Affordable Care Act and then report this information to the IRS on an annual basis. 30 hours a week is now a full-time worker under the Affordable Care Act. And uh, actually, it's not just hours that count. For example, non-worked hours such as vacation, holiday, sick time, bereavement, PTO, jury duty, etc. could potentially factor in if somebody is full-time. Eight out of ten people, like I said earlier, selected a uh, 2015 marketplace plan through healthcare.gov. The problem is if a business is over 50 employees and they don't offer health insurance, just one of those employees can trigger a penalty on the organization. According to the Congressional Budget Office, when the law was passed, $130 billion over the next 10 years in ACA-related penalties on businesses. Uh, these penalties are non-deductible, and there's two forms. Now, we've got a pretty simple process to solve that problem at 402-884-9020 if you'd like to just leave us a message or send a message to info at edbellisinc.com. But our ACA reporting process is pretty straightforward. It just takes a consultation with me, which... It's a pretty good time. And I can either come to you or you can come to our office. Then we go ahead and do a consultation slash ACA reporting service, which is um, handled by completing a uh, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet, which we will then take that data and map it to these complicated IRS forms and deliver it to the IRS for you and then send you those forms through a secure email so then you can mail them out to your employees and it can be done within 10 days. And so if you're looking for a reactionary package, and again, only reason I'm talking about this right now is because I, I had speaking engagements this week and people told me that this is a very important message. So that's why I'm delivering it to you. Because they did give a little bit more time. But I don't think that these people that are saying that they have it all done through their payroll company, I don't know that they're necessarily going to be able to deliver the goods from an expertise standpoint on the law, such as explaining issues like safe harbors. Oh, what does that mean? Well, yeah, you actually have to fill that out. All all of these deals that I guarantee a payroll company, and and maybe, no, no, they don't know. They don't know it as well as Edie Bellis does. 
because there's all of these different reporting scenarios. And so you, it's important that every business is understands that they're different. And that's why we treat every business different and help them understand that how they qualify under this thing and ask the serious rhetorical question of can a business facing all of these compliance requirements afford not to be automated. And I think that's something that many people uh, are starting to consider as far as like using a sort of technology to just go ahead and take care of this because they are available. They do exist. And we actually have access to probably one of the best ones in the industry. And we can go ahead and implement that uh, for any business. And that's what we do. It's called Simplify HR Now. It's a completely automated uh, platform that can enter, uh, you know, integrate with your payroll, comp- payroll, integrate with all of your uh, information, allow you to store all of your employee files on uh, one one platform, un- unlimited storage, and it's really neat. So to check out a demonstration of that, just give a call to 402-884-9020. And I promise you that it will be worth your while to at least check it out. Hey, this is America's Healthcare Challenge. When we come back, Matt and I are going to have a conversation about uh, the what happened in the House of Representatives and our thoughts on where we are as a nation. Uh, why are people so uninformed on these issues? E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. I'm in almost every school bus in classroom. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me. We are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. It, it is a challenge because it is one-sixth of our economy and i wanted to introduce you to uh, our producer uh matt yes sir welcome back to the show thanks we, for letting me be on talking. with you oh yeah I always enjoy uh, working with you and, and getting your thoughts uh about what's happening what did you think about what happened with the um 
the House of Representatives, and do you think that repeal is possible or not? Well, what for the fiftieth time or over fifty times they've they've tried. Um, I'm actually looking at uh, at an article here from CNN uh, that's uh, Paul Ryan basically saying that uh, the idea that Obamacare is the law of the land for good is a myth, and this law will collapse under its own weight. He says, and Obama wrote this week in response to that repeal attempt. Uh, I, I'm probably assuming right before or after he vetoed it. Rather than refighting old political battles by once again voting to repeal basic protections that provide security for the middle class, members of Congress should be working together to grow the economy, strengthen the middle class families, and create new jobs. Yet how is that possible when Obamacare itself... Uh, basically destroys the economy, weakens middle class families, and destroys new jobs. <laughs> exactly. You said it better than I. Have you been to uh, the Capitol before? I've never been to the Capitol. It's something that I really want to do. Uh, if anybody would like to uh, donate money, I could start a fund me. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I I'd really to, love to go there. I'd love to give you a tour sometime because that was one of the things that I got to do. And there's um, a um, room. Right off of the floor of the Senate that not many people know about, it's called the President's Room. And it mm. became known as the President's Room because Abraham Lincoln and other presidents near the end of sessions would just go down there so they could sign the legislation as it got passed. Mm -hmm. I don't know that this president has ever gone. Like, I think I want a president that actually goes and spends some time in the President's Room and just works on... Um, works with the the legislative branch because it's kind of funny that he pawns it back off on them but he's done, made no effort to work with the legislative branch even though he was a senator it's kind of surprising no. as you look back at his presidency no absolutely and you know there was another thought i had while you were while you were talking today and that is you know and don't take this the wrong way but it's sad that that we have to have a company like yours because we have is, laws yeah. that are so that we have laws that are so complex that it takes a guy like you to have to make it his full time operation is to understand the law in order to help businesses. That's how, it's destroying the middle class and it's destroying the economy because a business owner can't just be a business on any uh, owner anymore. Uh, for example, uh, you know, if a computer company wants to start up like a, a, a refurbished computer company, well, now that guy has to also be an expert on healthcare because he might have an employee or two. And he has to know what rules are based on, uh, you know, all this bureaucratic legislation that these guys are throwing at him. So now he can't just worry about computers. Now he also has to worry about being an expert in healthcare as well. And it takes a guy like you to read it, study it, learn it, follow all the nuances of all the new, uh, you know, revisions and that sort of thing. It's it's really kind of it's really sad. It is sad. I I wish I didn't have to do it, but uh, unfortunately, it is my mission, and that's why I'm I'm here to probably I suppose. I mean. If I didn't do it, I don't know who would because it is too complex. For well, I would I would encourage anybody who uh, you know has their own business or whatever to contact you because, I mean, you don't want to get caught behind something like this and end up with a fine or a penalty or something like that. Then you're really then you're really in over your head. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're we're here to do. Again, four zero two eight eight four ninety twenty is the number. Hey, when we come back, it's our final segment. If you want to sound off, that's fine. Four zero two. 342-1290 is the number here. And then I'm going to give you uh, my final thoughts for the week, my last uh, story that caught my attention, and so much more in the last five minutes that we have together. We'll be right back.
Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Do you like being the smartest person in the room? Go to healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed E.D. Bellis healthcare consultant. Know enough about Obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me, Sean McGuire. Click healthreformexplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Just enough time to take a look at the stories uh, of the week. We talked about uh, the funny one that caught my attention earlier, but another one on the same blog. Um, which was Obamacare and small business in a thousand words, and it shows a chart of what has happened to businesses from uh, 2010 until expected in 2016. And some businesses uh, kept some grandfathered plans, which they could. But the bottom line is uh, the new Obamacare plans over the last six years have gone up, according to this chart, you can read it, 157.55%. I wish you could somehow invest in um, skyrocketing health insurance premiums. But whatever happened to, well, if I like my plan, I can keep it. Or um, everybody was, every business was going to save $2,500 and uh, a pot- potential $3,000 rate reduction. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bogus, I suppose, if you were to to ask me. Um, when I look at uh, 2016 and what's going to happen, I, I remember I said last time that 2015 was the year of mergers in that there were so many um, insurance companies gobbling each other up, and so, so to speak. And it's interesting because some of these insurance companies are going to be and um, it'll be... It'll be interesting to see how how they they proceed moving forward. For example, because a lot of brokers, for example, are no longer going to be um, 
getting commissions for certain policies. And Humana announced this week that they're not going to uh, pay commissions for individual policies. And the reason why is because they're losing money on that block of business in that insurance companies, even though they're getting paid, a member, 8 out of 10 people are getting some sort of subsidies. They're getting paid from the federal government. And at least for now, the government's checks don't bounce. But they're still losing money on uh, people that ha are going into healthcare.gov. And so they're not wanting to pay brokers to put people <laughs> in there because why would they want to send something to that? Well, remember, these guys aren't stupid. They're really, really, really smart. And it poses the question now if the insurance companies who actually were at the table when this whole thing was put through, I, I don't think they wanted to I don't think they wanted to be there, but they knew that they had to, so they did the best deal that they could as well as the pharmaceutical industry and others. And now they're losing money and they, they thought that they were going to win. And this is one of the things that the, the White House sold when they were pushing this through is that, oh, insurance companies are going to do great because they're going to get 32 million new people on this plan. And, and they're at best, at the end of the year, we'll see what the numbers show. They're not even halfway there yet. And the people that they are there with are, are the sick people. And so then they're very expensive, and therefore they're losing money. And now there's a protection in the law it's called the reinsurance fund. And there's a fee uh, that, that self-insured companies have to pay. I think it's like $63 per person. And this goes to pay the insurance company for those people that are more expensive than I think it was. I can't remember the exact number, but like, let's just throw out maybe 100000 or maybe maybe less. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Well, my point is, for those people that are more expensive, because they might be paying a premium of the government would cover the difference. And that is set to go away in 2017. So if that goes away, the only way that um, I see them proceeding is premiums going up even more. Now, I just have a regular plan. Myself, me, and my my premium just went up a hundred dollars a month, almost, and it did last year too, and it probably is going to next year. And trust me, in twenty seventeen, it's going to go up even more. So I've got a vested interest in in staying on top of these things, and I'll be here next week to uh, continue the cause, if you will, explaining. Uh, what what this all means, helping you uh, from what my own experiences and knowledge of the industry be a smart consumer and bringing you the latest guests and news in the industry. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our SoundCloud page if you like this show. Uh, we've got 500 other segments of health policy goodness for you. See you next time.